0: Welcome to the Slam Radio podcast, featuring Kane Gang.
1: I'm hurt, dog. Don't ask me if I'm alright. Hell no. What said? Dominate, and we not doing it. I put my heart in, this, dog. Let's go, man. Let's go. Kane Gang, Kane Gang, Kane Gang,
0: Kane Gang. You're Kane listening gang. to Kane gang, Kane gang, only on Sirius One Four Five Slam you Radio. Orange green, that's Kane gang. Can't get can't get, can't get, can't get, can't
1: get, can't get, can't get can't
2: get storm It's that time every week here on Friday morning here on Slam Radio, Sirius XM channel one four five. Kang Gang Radio, man, there's a lot to talk about. There's a lot going on. Last week, we were kind of really getting ready for spring ball, but we'll get into that in a minute. Here we are, D.C. on the helm. Got the J-Man over in Utah. Got the Bird over there in Port St. Lucie. And joining us down, down from the Dirty 305 Homestead area is the boy, our, our baseball insider, Vic. What's going on, fellas? How's everybody doing today?
3: Feeling good, baby. Yep, not too bad, man
2: j man, how's the weather out there
3: in Utah? It's uh, it, it's finally getting warmer. It, was, it was about it, forty-five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, fifty-five. Not much better, right? But uh, dude, fifty-five degrees in spring here in Utah—that's when that's when all the uh, sweatshirts go back in the closet. So I'm just wearing jeans and t-shirts, t- man, and it, it feels it feels incredible.
4: Man, I got the windows open, the breeze kicking through here in South that's Florida, right. man. Feeling good.
2: Yep. My man says 55 and the sweaters go in the closet. <laughs> hey, hey,
4: in South Florida, man, the girls bring out the Ugg boots and the scarves at 55 degrees, man. Bro, yeah,
2: Maria, she she gets them when it gets about like 70. She brings yeah. out the
5: <laughs> that, yep.
1: that, that, That's Let me tell you something. For women down here, oh, my God. Once is, exactly what Derek just said. Once it hits about like seventy, yo, excuse to bring out like <laughs> the leather jackets and the oh,
4: boots
5: man. and everything. Man. Yeah,
4: man, please. Oh, yeah. dude, the boots with the fur, man.
3: I I guarantee you, the first day it hits seventy degrees this spring slash early summer, I will be at the pool. And you're uh, Yeah, that's how we do it out here, man. Is like once once it gets over fifty degrees, everyone's like, okay, it's it's time to come out of our uh, hibernating cave. You know, it's do you do you rock the mankini? Absolutely. <laughs> like Borat style. The, over the Speedo shoulder. Torpedo.
4: Oh, <laughs> I love it. You got, the
2: banana, you got the banana hammock rocking. I love
4: it. Hey, <laughs> hey what do you think he wore in Utah that, or in, in uh, Hawaii a couple weeks back? Right? Oh, oh, you That's know right. he was rocking that banana hammock.
2: You know, That's just, right, just right, post it up. The yellow, the yellow banana. <laughs>
4: <laughs> what would they call me? <laughs>
3: hey,
4: if you can pull it off, bro, more power bro, to you, More man. power
2: to you, man. You know, um, so, guys, man, obviously, this week's been a big week. Uh, spring ball started up. Obviously, there's a lot of excitement, you know, and again, I think that's to be expected because everybody's waiting for football. So, hey, finally got some football, whether or not it's kind of just going through the motions. Um, but the big thing is our quarterback position, right? Mm-hmm. I knew at some point it was going to be somebody would have to step up and take you know leadership role. Unfortunately, you know, number one is sitting out, you know, rehabbing his knee. But this gives the opportunity for those young guys to really solidify themselves with who's going to be yeah. QB2. There is no way whatsoever on this planet Earth that Derrick King isn't starting day one, right? I mean, that's just – I think that's a oh, giver. 100%. 100%,
3: right? man. People overthink things in the offseason. Uh, you know, most of us fans are guilty of, of overthinking yeah. things. Um, you know, yeah, l- like you said, there is 0% chance that Derrick King, if healthy, is not the starter at Alabama.
4: Bingo. Barnes you know, that back, Barn and the thing, the thing about it is
2: too is like his rehab is you know so far progressed and he's already kind of you know sub, like seceded yeah. where he should be in yeah. rehab. Like if he was Adrian Peterson, he would already be probably you know practicing already. Like yeah. that, he was just a freak when he blew his knee out. His timetable to come back was just ridiculous, right? Yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, but but it's crazy, right? So let's let's talk about TVD. Let's talk about Peyton Matota. Let's talk about Jake Garcia. Um, obviously, we we've kind of mentioned this in previous shows. Obviously, people already know I'm a big TVD guy. I like the fact that you know he's been in the system for a year. He's already worked with Lashley. He's already underneath the tutelage of Derek King as far as leadership and commanding yep. the offense. Big body, 6'4", 220 plus. Um, and again, I think he, I think he's quarterback two right off rip. You know, again, yep. obviously he's QB one for spring, but it's up to Jake. And it's up to Peyton and Ryan Rizek and those guys to kind of step their game up now to see if yep. they can unseat TBD as QB1. Give me your thoughts on that, j
3: Yeah, so, I mean, everything that, that's been coming out, uh, you know, reporters-wise from spring practice has been good uh, concerning the, the quarterbacks. You know, there's been a lot of really good stuff about Tyler Van Dyke. People are saying he looks mature uh, mentally and physically. Uh, they're saying that he's throwing good balls, that he's, you know, has a, a – an intense leadership aspect to him, um, you know. I saw a, a tweet the other day that said that Jake Garcia is throwing a lot of really nice balls uh, so far. Um, one thing that that stood out to me that I'm very excited about is Don Cheney, you know, saying, "Make no mistake, Tyler Van Dyke can run the ball as well." Yeah, that's great. You know, well, he
2: was Mr. Connecticut, if I'm not mistaken. You yeah. know, up uh, two years ago, right? Yeah. So, and again, so I, I will throw this out there. Connecticut ball is not soft Florida ball. Like we, we, we have to understand that. Right. Yeah. So, but if you can play, you can play. Yeah. And from what I've seen from him, especially in the highlights, you know, in, in his, you know, senior high school, the man's not afraid to run, definitely got a strong cannon of an arm. To me, it's more the mental game, right? Can you understand the playbook? Can you understand your hot routes? Can you understand when you have blitz coming off the right, you know, corner cheating up? Like, what are you looking at? Are you on the same page with your receivers? You know, that's what really separates people made a comparison the other day that I thought was interesting. He's 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 reminding people of Ken Dorsey as far as commanding that offense at an early presence, but with a with a stronger arm, right? Because yeah. you know, Dorsey really didn't have that big gunslinger type of arm. He just knew where to get the ball. And if you watch Dorsey back then, if you watch highlights, like man, he underthrew so many people where they would have to come back and mm-hmm. wait for the ball and things like that. Now you see, like someone like TBD, who literally just let it rip and you know let them run underneath it. Um, yeah.
3: Well, can, can I interject for a moment? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, and this is also a question because you, uh, you know, the three of you guys are, are much better, my, you know, Un- University of Miami historians than I am. Um, but I will say, this is the strongest quarterback room of my time as a Miami Hurricane fan by ah. far. Not ah. even close. And and so my question to you guys is, um, you know, when was the last time we had a quarterback room this strong, this talented? It hasn't been in the last two decades. I can tell you that much.
2: Bro, um, you're you're speaking like going back until probably
6: – Jim early, Kelly, yeah, Mark Rex, the 80s, Bernie
2: Kosar. Yeah, I mean, maybe, you know, early 80s. Right. You know, maybe late 80s. Yeah. I mean, again, you know, you had the Kellys and the Ricks and all those guys and the Kosars. Yeah. You know, but then you had the Testaverdes, the Erickson's, the Walsh's. Like, so yeah. – you know, you start to look at that, but really, you don't really have the depth. Like, in at a quarterback position, it's not like you really need that depth, having like three studs or four studs yep. sitting there, you know, waiting to play, right? Yeah. Compared to like the running back room where we have now as far as like the plethora of depth that goes back to the 99 to 2004 type, you know, years with – the James Jacksons and the nausea guy and the uh, Clint yeah. Portuses and the Jared Payne's and the Willis McGahee's and the Frank Gore's, you know, now this season you're looking at Cam Harris, Don Chaney, Jalen Knight, Dad Franklin, Cody Brown. Like, wow, man, you finally got a bunch of depth with a bunch of dudes who are really, really ready to go take it. I was kind of skeptical last year, whether or not Cam Harris was going to return for, for another year very thankful that he did because I think yep. some of our guys leave too early. And, again, not saying that they can't make it into the league, but why yep. not come back? And, again, technically he has two years because last year doesn't count, right? But, you know, come back. You know, get that year, another year under your belt. Show what you can do. I want to see some of these guys, especially in the running back room, take on, you know, and jump on special teams as well because I think that's where some of these young guys are going to have to make their way.
3: Yeah. Well, on that note, I got a, I got a fun question for you guys. Are you taking this running back room for this year only, or are you taking uh, Mark Walton, Travis Homer, DJ Dallas? Um, 2017.
2: Okay, Burr, you go first on that one.
4: Ah, Man, that is a tough, tough question. (laughs)
3: Yeah.
4: Because look, you know, those guys didn't get it done. So I'm going to go with this room because of the potential that they have. Yeah. You know,
1: Vic, what do you think? Based on potential, again, I mean, again, we still don't know fully what these five guys can bring. I mean, obviously, we've seen Cam, we've seen flashes of Don, and we see flames, flashes of Jalen, basically. But yeah, um, based on potential, I'll give this this class the nod.
4: Yeah, you know, in that twenty seventeen room with Walton too, if he stays healthy, right? You know, that's a uh, you know, we're probably. Considering a you know a, a great season for him yeah. in 17, you know, and maybe even a different outcome because remember that 17 year we were down Walton, Richards, yep. and Herndon, our best what running back, our best wide receiver, and our yep. best tight end when we lost yeah. those lost three games it was out 17.
2: Yeah. Well, I'll, yeah, I'll play devil's advocate. That I like Travis. I think when Walton went down, I, mean, I thought Travis, I think Travis had that it factor again. You I mean, could just see tenacity that he brought on special teams. So I knew when he got a chance to, to the rock that he probably would have that same type of tenacity, which he did show. Right. Yeah. Um, and again, as a freshman in that 2017 season, you know, when he came in for Walton, uh, Florida state, man, I wasn't expecting like to get two runs, like two draws and like, man, he really stepped up the game there. Right. Travis yeah. and DJ really trained, you know, really changed the dynamic. Again, they both play yeah. special teams. You know, they both, you know, kick return, punt returns. Um, and, you know, again, played, you know, starting running back. Yeah. I don't know what's going to happen moving forward. Again, like Vic just said, you saw flashes of Chaney. You saw flashes of yeah. Knight. You know, Knighton got hurt, you know, real early in the season. Cam, Cam's Cam, right? I think Cam's got a solid, you know, a solid pedigree and a solid career at UM. Is it suit a, a, like a superstar career? No, but it's, you know, it's, it's an average yeah. career. He has some good games. Um, we don't know what we're going to get from dad. We don't know what we're going to get from Cody. It all depends on the old line too, right? So I think that yeah. really is a de- determining factor. Um, yeah. But that's a great question though. I mean, honestly, that's, that's a, yeah. that's a really, really great question. Cause again, we haven't had the opportunity to have, you know, that type of depth in the backfield in quite a while.
3: Yeah. Mark Walton, you know, I feel like probably because of how his pro career has gone, you know, he's, he's had some troubles with, uh, with the law and stuff like that, you know, Um, off the field troubled. I I feel like he's a little bit underappreciated, but, you know, he had a chance in three years to finish as the all-time leading rusher as far as touchdowns for the Miami Hurricanes. He he only played five games his final season, five out of 13, five out of 14, because we made the ACC championship, and uh, he finished nine touchdowns from being tied for first. So,
7: Let me
2: throw this out to you, too. If you remember... He mm-hmm. actually, you know, reclassified to come into school early. Like he forego yeah. like a year in high school. So actually he was a young kid coming in. Yeah. You know, and again, I think if I'm not mistaken, um wasn't Joe Yerby still right there when Walton came in as well? So I yep. mean yeah. you, know, you had Yerby there as well. So yep. you know, that's one of those that's one of those kids where you know Joe was just that scat back, you know, like the cut yep. back, cut loose type guy. You know, and that's where I kind of look at Miami and their recruiting. And like, you literally went full blow, you know, full bore for Joe Yerby when like you really should have went full bore for Dalvin Cook, you know,
3: his team. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. You
2: know, hey,
4: but, Joe, Joe Yerby could throw that halfback pass in the snow, uh, too, baby. In the snow. Not 15 oh, yards too
5: short.
3: <laughs> Dalvin, Cook, Dalvin Cook was one of the most program altering players I've seen in my uh, lifetime, man. And, and I, I missed out on, you know, a lot of the guys that, that came through Miami that were that level. But Dalvin Cook might be the best college football player I've seen ever.
2: Beat Miami three years in a row by himself. Single-handedly. Dalvin
1: Dalvin was one of those guys that it's like if he ends up seeing daylight in that hole that he hits, forget it. He's gone. So you know who he reminds me of, though?
2: Again, someone who just got signed by the Washington football team. He reminds me a lot of Lamar Miller, right? Lamar was that type of back. And even like McGay, right? Lamar yeah. was at one back where, you know, again, if it's a toss sweep and he sees a hole, it's one foot in the ground, it's cut yeah. and it's up the field. There's yeah. no juking, there's no drive and it's literally just one cut up the field and I'm gone. One
3: Lamar was done. a – he was a home run hitter, man. Like, you know, I, I – you know, just from from what I remember, it was like, you know, if Lamar got to that second level, it was a touchdown. You know, he he wasn't the most consistent at getting to the second level in college. Uh, But, you know, if he did, he was gone. He was outrunning everybody. So, miss it, man. You know, so we we talked
2: about um, the quarterbacks, but (laughs) there's so much out there as far as our wide receiver room that I think it's going to take a little bit of time. You know, and I was talking to someone the other day, like when's the last time we've had 13 receivers pretty much in – know we kept saying 12, and then I'm thinking, I'm like, I think there's more than 12. Like I kept thinking that. I, I forgot about, like, worship, like, dazzling. Yeah. Like, yeah. some reason, like, he completely slipped my mind. But I want to see some of these young guys really show up, you know, this spring. Yeah. Um, we got a lot of young guys. I mean, yeah. we only have – what's our upperclassmen looking like? Mike Harley, Pope, Wiggins.
3: And, right. and now Rambo.
2: Correct. You know, yeah. other than that, like, everything else is freshmen.
3: Yeah.
2: Maybe a couple of sophomores, but, like – yeah. so young at the wide receiver room bird let me ask you this we're going to go to break in about a minute and a half but what is your take on i'm going to name three guys which i think are going to be our starters which would be rambo harley and i am going to throw pope out there as our third starter what's your take on our three uh three receivers
4: well harley and rambo are given <clears throat> the pope is pope <laughs> one is the question mark obviously right and uh You know, there's so many guys behind him that if Pope doesn't bring his A game and he doesn't show up and, you know, put the time in and practice, put the time in afterwards, uh, he's going to lose that spot. Right. So if we're seeing Pope as a starter out there, I think it's a good thing because it means that he's earned it in you know spring ball fall ball uh in the weight room in the off season uh you know he's got to take it seriously if he wants that job because those guys those young guys are coming for him man the Keyshawn smiths the michael reddings of the world uh those guys are coming you know and even even some of the freshman guys man that you know romelo brinson was, i mean that, that dude's cool. that dude is the truth i think man uh, you know jacoby george is another one um you know, so there's there's guys out there that are going to push him. And one of the, one two things is going to happen. You know, the pressure is going to turn him into a diamond and make him a star, or he's going to break under the pressure, and, you know, he's going to end up hitting the transfer portal before the season even starts. The
2: so. only saving grace, I believe, is, you know, some of those other young guys are still not even on campus yet, right? So now you have the whole spring to work your way there to solidify yourself as that number three receiver. And, you know, when fall comes – you know you better make sure that you hold on to it you know i want to see more of accountability from the team to each other um i don't want to i don't care about the coaches i just want to see more of the teammates being you know held, held accountable for each other right so well let's do this let's let's go to a quick break real quick here on uh you know slam radio and kang gang radio show and uh, we'll catch you guys real quick we'll be right back here on kang gang serious xm channel 145 catch you in a minute yo what's up Baby.
8: This is Tua Tungo by Lohan. Yo, Sway Calloway. This is Spice Adams. This is Michael, the playmaker Everybody. What's up? This is Gronk, and you're listening to Slam, Slam Radio. Radio.
6: Serious XM, yeah. Allison is perfect. I mean, she'd never tell you that. She's humble and perfect. She likes everyone. She even likes her untidy roommate's weird guinea pig. Allison, wait, are you texting and driving? Allison, no. That's the exact opposite of what I was just saying about you. Why, Allison, why? Texting and driving makes good people look bad. Visit stoptextstoprex.org, Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council.
5: Why should you volunteer with Meals on Wheels? I'll come to the door with one meal and I'll walk away with a full heart. Drop off a warm meal and get more than you expect. Volunteer at org. Brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council.
0: We'll be back with Kane Gang. On Sirius XM, 145 Slam Radio. Good morning, amigo. Just the two of us. We can
8: make it if we try. Just the two of us.
7: You and I. Oh,
8: you forgot that. Just the two of us. Oh, the two of us. We're building castles in the sky. Just the two of us. Go.
0: You
7: and I. There you
8: go.
0: Good morning, amigo. Weekdays from 7 to 11, only on Series 6M, 145, Slam Radio. 180
6: over 111, and I had a stroke.
9: 145 over 92, and then I had a heart attack. 150 over 90, and I had a stroke
2: there's so much hype about, you know, spring football. But before we get dialed back into that, let's talk about that baseball team.
4: Ooh, them boys are in fuego.
2: Bro. Like, so, I mean, again, you had a bad series at bot. You know, Votek Va- came here. You get, you know, you dropped the deuce, right? Blah, blah, blah. It happens. And I don't know if it was that midweek win, you know, with, with FAU. But, you know, then you handled Wake, and then it was so bad that Wake didn't even want to play the third game, right? So, <laughs> as far as pitching, you know, but, bro, then you go over to the West Coast real quick, you know, you know, chop it up with uh, Florida Gulf Coast, you know, on Wednesday night, and just smack the crap out of them. You know, Vic, talk to me about this Canes baseball team and how they are really, you know, driving and coming together right now.
1: I mean, the, the bats are coming alive big time, I mean, 15 runs tonight basically – you ended up having you know, six runs on on Saturday, basically. I think it was eight last Friday, if I remember correctly. Uh, I mean, again, we took the series against Wake Forest. Sunday's game was canceled because too many of their guys had COVID. They couldn't come up with a pitcher. Um, we got big series this weekend against FSU. I mean, if there's any series, basically, to end up like showing up and just watching that game from that parking garage, man, go for broke, man.
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't know how that's. I don't know how that's going to you know transition. I, I guarantee you, there's probably going to be. I mean, I, I'm a, I'm assuming campus police will be patrolling things like that, yeah. and uh, I think that'll be on block.
4: That's um, the game. It's getting broke up.
1: <laughs> bro. Yo, the metro rail boys are going to be right across the street or under the rail. Okay, we're going to have plenty of food, plenty of drink. We're going to be watching the game on a big screen TV. Okay, so come on out. I mean.
2: You know what's cool about that is technically you can just walk right over to the fence and just kind of watch through the fence. It's not like you have to be in. That's the great thing about the light, right? Literally, you can just walk over there and just watch through the fence.
4: That's that's real old school knothole gang right there, man. Bro, that's, that's,
1: that's what you do, man.
4: That's like 1950s uh, well, baseball always, there, man.
1: You need to figure out, bases. try to get milkshakes delivered outside of the light stadium, basically. Well, so. yeah. <laughs> so you have to know somebody the inside to get you a milkshake and then have them bring to the fence. I mean,
2: exactly. bro, that's not that's not hard, you know what I mean? Um, what do you think the rotation is going to be like, Vic?
1: Friday, it's going to be Alex Rosario. Uh, Saturday, it's going to be Victor. Uh, Sunday, I mean, look, they're going to put probably Danny in there as the third pitcher. I just don't think Danny's ready to end up being a starter yet. So, I mean, I, I to me, that's – if there's any type of a question mark in terms of the rotation, basically – Danny would have to be it, to be very honest with you.
2: So let me ask you this. Obviously, Jake Garland is literally bringing smoke, right? So, again, he pitched Wednesday night. There's no reason why he couldn't come back on Sunday and throw.
1: Agreed, but at the same time, look, if you can end up solidifying that Wednesday pitcher, you go a long way. I mean, those were games that we were losing unnecessarily for about a couple years, basically. And if you can get that spot solidified, come on, that's – you got to take that every single time. You have to. Yeah, but I would rather have somebody who who's really slinging the ball right now and someone like Jake,
2: you know, and put him against FSU. And, then and you know, again, try to throw somebody else on a Wednesday night. That's just my perspective because I feel like you need your best arms, you know, on your best series, right? So, again, baseball is one of those sports where, you know, you never know what you're going to get. Like, bro, you couldn't hit the side, you know, the side of a barn sometimes. You know, it just it happens. Talking bird.
4: So, Vic, I got a question for you, man. Who do you think has been the offensive MVP so far, right? I mean, we got a, we got Yo-Yo as a candidate, either one of the, the you know, ADC or CDC. I mean, who, who do you think it is?
2: Is that the disease person?
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, again, I'll be honest with you. You know, you got to give Christian some strong consideration. You know, he's been like the spark plug, to be very honest with you. Uh, Adrian's yep. finally waking up, which is a really good thing. Alex finally hit his first home run over the weekend. Um, I mean, again, for the most part, you know, it. it, it on, let's put it this way. I think probably the dark horse that you want to give some, some shout-out to a certain degree as well, too, would be Anthony Villar. You know, Anthony starting to really wake yeah. up with his bat facing. Yeah. You know, I mean, look, top to bottom, our order, there is no reason as to why our guys – should not be able to easily score at least about a good six to eight runs a game, you know, and, and that's putting it out there. You know, the, the only question mark going into this season, obviously, was, was pitching. I mean, to be very honest with you, I mean, Palmquist, Palmquist was a straight Oof. up on Saturday night. I mean, two in the third innings, okay, and he was just blowing it. I mean, he so. was just some serious smoke in there.
4: So, so, people give Gino some pressure, but as I was watching that game and I looked at that decision to bring Palmquist in when he did with two outs uh, to go in the seventh inning, right? Like, he brought him in way earlier than you're ever supposed to big bring time. your closer in. Big time. And, and he got out of that jam, right? And I'm looking at that and I'm like, man. Big, big like, strike. Huge Yeah, strikeout. Huge strike out of there. I think there were two runners on at the time.
5: Correct. And I look Correct.
4: at that and I'm like, you know, the, the decision Gino made there, like, you know, if you were to put another guy in just because sure. you traditionally don't bring your closer in in the seventh inning,
5: correct? you know, if
4: you bring somebody else in and, you know, you might be looking at a different outcome there. So, you know, I looked at that and I'm like, man, Gino, like that, you know, I really respected that decision to, you know, to push through and get that W.
1: No, it's true. I mean, look, I'll be – let's put If I had to name an intangible area that I'd like to see us clean up in, basically, defensively we're starting to come together to a certain degree – Base running. Base running, honestly, yeah. if we can get that together, man, that makes the biggest difference in terms of scoring the runs that we really need to, okay, to end up like icing away the game. You know, it's a, you, you don't ever want to end up leaving it to chance base, but that you have to depend on the long ball in order to end up saving the game. So, you know, the,
2: you just mentioned something that was key that I, that yeah. I picked up on is the long ball, right? And that's something that we hadn't had in, you know, it's just it's not as prevalent as you would think as far as you know using metal bats and stuff, right? So I was gonna ask you a question. It's, and it's more of a I don't even want to use it as a trivia question, but it's more of a personal question. Pat Burrow or Ryan
1: Braun. Man, attitude aside. <laughs> I mean, because I like no Pat, I'll tell it off 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 show wise. Pat Burrow <laughs> that was like unreal. Pat Burrow was just Dude, um, he was a cyborg for Christ's sake! I'm
4: yeah, uh, I'm going to go Pat Burrow, even though even though Ryan Braun had you know Pat Burrow had a good major league career, and Ryan Braun was obviously a a superstar for a long time. We're talking Miami baseball. I'm going Pat Burrow, man.
2: Yeah, no doubt. No J man, J man. Obviously, these are guys that you know. Again, yeah. you're probably not too familiar with, but you're familiar with. Them, I know Mike.
3: Ryan Braun. I don't. I don't bro. know. Uh, I don't know Pat Burrow. Is that yeah? Pat, I, Burrow. Pat Burrow, bro.
4: We're gonna have to school you on him, man. He he, he was was a little crazy, man.
1: And and let me tell you, look, that lineup was ridiculous. I mean, we had had Aubrey Huff, we had Jason Michaels in there, basically. I mean, he was one of my favorite
2: all time players at UM. We were were just slinging it, it was crazy. Yeah,
3: yeah.
2: All right, let me ask you this one, though. Okay, Vic, I got one for you. Pat Burrow or or Charles Johnson?
1: I mean, we're talking as far as overall player. Talking about uh, University of Miami. CJ's my boy. (laughs) boy. Taking your boy out of the equation. (laughs) Dude, you (laughs) suck. I mean, look, leadership-wise, I still got to give it to CJ. Serious.
4: Yeah.
2: Oh, I agree with you
1: on that one. I was just trying to see if you were going to go the other route, but no. No,
2: no. no, it's just, you know,
1: CJ was like, I mean, come on, he was the backbone during the time that he was in there, you know, big time.
2: Hey, all right. So, Bird, you ready for this question? Vic, I'm, I'm going to ask you another one. <laughs> Jim Morris or the Wizard?
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> you're that ass, bro. Come on. <laughs> Enlighten me. Dude, the Wizard is the reason why college baseball is what it is right now. Case yeah. and start. So I, 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 I kind of go where – I think Ron Fraser
2: is the Dean Smith, right? You look at Dean Smith at the NCAA collegiate basketball level. That's what Ron Fraser—just like reputable guys, humble guys, stand-up guys, just professional in all aspects of what they did, right? So I can—that those are two guys that I would compare to each other because I just think they both brought so much dynamic and overall positivity to the,
1: to each of their games, right? You don't. I got. No, my apologies. Let me say this real quick. Forgive me. No, no, Let me tell you something. You don't end up having ESPN get involved in college baseball as far as the way that it did if it wasn't for Ron Frazier for what he did, basically. You know, you ended up having guys like him, Augie Garrido and Gustafson, basically, from out from Texas, basically. Those are the guys that ended up creating what college baseball
3: is today, basically.
4: Was there a more baseball looking guy than Ron Frazier too? Oh, I mean that guy bro. that guy looks like he just no. had that 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 image of the game, man. I have to Google him yeah. now. <laughs> oh we're just him. On this one. Ron Frazier? Yeah. You, you gotta know Ron Frazier, brother. Jordan how, many, how I- many national championships did he have here for us? Five? Two. Two, two. Okay. Gotcha.
3: Yeah, but, I know uh, that. Very baseball y looking.
4: <laughs> that uh, wikipedia like- picture wearing the usa hat it yep. <laughs> looks
2: like the rudy gobert of baseball
5: <laughs> that's right, <laughs> that's
3: right. So, sounds about
4: so right for Vic- you guys so Vic, i know we're kind of rapid firing some stuff and you know that's that's what we do here but so uh-huh. jim morris or gino damari oh.
2: are you going I mean, full span or are you just talking about over the for- last couple of years who man- would you who
4: would you take if you got to pick you got to pick a guy to run the team
2: i'm taking jimmy Jim, you got to good gym. Jim. Thanks, Jim. I, you I mean, only because it's, it's, it's too early in Gino's, like, tenure yeah. to really say, like, oh, man, what have you gone yeah. by potential? You know, and again, I don't know why they didn't give it to JD right off the of Rip, man. Like, I would have thought he would have been promoted, you know, years ago. But, no. I mean, it, you know, like, I don't know who does the hiring and the firing, you know, in certain aspects. I'm sure it's the BOTs or supposed to be the BOTs. Uh, I'm sure there's a lot of politics that go into that stuff. At least I think Jim the last couple of years really was kind of falling off the the wayside.
4: It's Um, not Jake Blames? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Jake Blames?
2: Jake Blames? You mean Jake from State Farm? Yeah, correct.
3: (laughs) Whoever does the football hiring, I'd, I'd love to sit down in a room with them and just tell them what I've thought about the last 15 years of Miami football.
2: You know, I had a conversation about that the other day with a, with a former alumni who played in the eighties. And, you know, again, I'm not, I'm not going to say any names cause I just want to keep confidentiality the way it's supposed to be. Um, but they're this individuals, not too, not too high on our coaching staff or our head coach right now, you know, you know, it's, I'll, I'll be honest, pretty much says, you know, he's, his, you know, his dad at the college level as far right. as straight politician. And yeah. I said, OK, interesting. Yeah. Again, my job isn't to critique the coaches. It's not to figure out who's coaching, who's not. My job is to be a fan. Right. Yeah. I mean, really, that's all I can do.
3: Yeah.
2: And get, and get yelled at, and get in trouble because I don't do the right things, I guess, for certain people. But. Yeah.
3: You get shut down by compliance. Right.
2: I guess.
4: Shame on me. <laughs> You're their favorite person, man.
2: I mean, at the end of the day, bro. Listen, what what I don't understand is, first of all, I did nothing wrong. Number two, is, number two I, and again, I feel like I did nothing wrong. I had multiple conversations with multiple people who are above me in the in a journalist type, you know, setting. Um, again, why are you trying to censor somebody for something that wasn't their fault, right? Yeah. I always go back to if you have rules in place. Not only should you make sure that those rules are followed by everybody, including maybe your student athletes, you know, you can't knock somebody because things happen, right? At the end of the day, it is what it is. We're moving forward. You know, we're uh, (laughs) making strides. You know, sometimes it's easier to ask for forgiveness than permission. But in order to ask for permission, you got to have people that respond back to you in order to make sure that you know what you can and can't do. Other than
4: that, I'll tell you, Bingo! Hey, but you know what? We're still gonna throw that you up everywhere we go, right? Yeah,
2: Yeah. I'm wearing it right on my chest
4: right now, man. You already know, baby. That's right. And And here's the
2: thing, man. You know, I made this comment, Jamie, the other day to somebody. You know, here we are. Technically, we're journalists, right? We're we're media journalists trying to, you know, make our our mark in the world as far as talking about the things that we're passionate about, talking about the things that we love. And, and the only way to succeed by doing that is by being true to yourself. You have yeah. to be true to yourself. I can't fault myself for being a diehard fan of the University of Miami. Like, and people shouldn't fault me for being a diehard fan of the University of Miami. I don't get paid to write articles or cover a school or cover a team because that's my job. right? I don't need a paycheck to do what I'm doing because I love what I'm doing and I'll do it for free. Like it's in my blood. It's in my passion. It's, it's in my right. everyday demeanor. People are out there trying to get a paycheck to, to do the things that they're doing. But yet you want to fault somebody who is literally at every single home game, every single like event, every single, yeah. you know, thing that, that comes through. I go right. to a wedding, you know, how much money I spend yearly traveling, Ooh. buying stuff, whatever, you know, again, I'm not a golden cane, but as much money as I spend to support this school, to travel with this school, to watch them lose on
3: the big stage all the time. <laughs> oh,
0: no, bro.
2: Keep it real, right? I'm, I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey,
3: res- respect to that, man. Like, that's why I'm not, I mean, I'm not going to go to the Alabama game for that reason. Like, so I, I respect it.
2: I, listen, and, and I don't care if we win or lose. It's, it's yeah. more about yeah. supporting and being dedicated. So yeah. to me, like, I just don't understand like what the problem is. Like, <laughs> I just I don't, man. You know. And, and again, that's that's a mood point. You know, we're not here to t- kind of dwell on that. It's that's in the past. Moving forward, we got break coming up again. I swear, every time we get ready to get into good topics and stuff, like,
4: we got you fired up, man. We yeah. got you fired yeah. up, ready to roll.
2: Listen, you know, when we come back from break, I, I want to touch on that again because, yeah. like. Yeah. It, it hurts my soul, bro. Like I don't yeah. know if you can hear it in my voice now, like, but bro, like it literally hurts my yeah. soul. Like just yeah. like the straight BS and political bullcrap that like like true fans have to endure through like just the stupidity of certain people, yeah. you know, in certain places. So anyway, J Man, take us to break and we'll we'll be right back.
3: All right. Thank you guys for listening to the second segment of Kane Gang Radio here on Sirius XM channel one four five SLAM Radio. We will be back after a quick commercial break.
0: Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio.
6: Why was the basketball court all wet? Because the players kept dribbling on it.
9: The dad joke. (laughs) Corny, groan-worthy but also one of the simplest ways to share a moment with your kids.
4: What did the buffalo say when he dropped
9: his son off at school? Bye, son. <laughs> so take a moment to make your kid laugh, because dad jokes rule. Make your kid laugh today. Go to fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Here's that song again. Here's that song again. For the hundredth time today.
0: On Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio.
8: Good morning, amigo. Hey, man, it, look, if they pick up Tua Manuel Alapola, too, I, I'll be fine with him. But I'm just looking at, I'm looking at the different angles. It doesn't. You I call know. him that, I call him Tunga Vailoa, whatever you want to call him. Listen, I don't know if they're 100% sold on Tua Manuel Alapola. Tunga Vailoa is the next quarterback of the Miami Dolphins. How can you get that name so perfect? Tua Manuel Alapola. Tua? I can't do it. I'm done. Tunga Wailoa. Tunga Wailoa. Tunga Wailoa. Tunga Wailoa. Tunga Wailoa. See? That sounds much better than that one.
0: Good morning, amigo. Weekdays from 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio.
7: To protect her home and family in a disaster, Karen was willing to wade through water, mud, and insurance paperwork.
5: Yeah, I can do this.
7: You go, Karen! By simply understanding and updating what her insurance covers and doesn't cover now, she'll be better prepared no matter when disaster strikes. Learn other simple ways to protect your home and family before a natural disaster at ready.gov. That's ready.gov. A message from FEMA and the Ad Council. For every sport of every kind, tune in here where you will find.
0: And now we're back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145, slam radio
2: back in the saddle i was uh <laughs> i was a little fired up there again you know as we yeah. were going to break and uh oh man you know one of the funny things is when you're doing radio you know right now obviously we're, we're doing it via like stream yard or zoom because you know can't get into the studio because of covid and stuff like that is when your significant other just wants to pop up when you're trying to record and just starts asking questions and it's like, yeah. what are you doing? Like, don't you see me on on, 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 on the radio? Like, she's, like, you she's like,
4: do you want some ice cream?
3: <laughs> oh, man.
4: Maybe, maybe, maybe when I'm done.
3: <laughs> my, my wife has a, a habit of, of sending me pictures of, of different dogs that she thinks is cute while I'm trying to record and stuff okay. like that. So, so I'm going
2: gonna, I'm gonna to top that.
3: Okay. Maria
2: sends me, like, videos of pigs, like little baby <laughs> pigs. And I'm like... I'm not getting it, but they're so cute. No, they're not cute. They're pigs. They're made for bacon, like
4: <laughs> bacon pork chops.
3: You want to talk about the ultimate April Fool's joke, man? Is is you buy Maria a baby pig, and then April first comes around,
4: and you make and her bacon gets, for breakfast? You get
3: that bacon breakfast, man.
4: <laughs> Jordan. Jordan, I know you. I know you're a newly married man, but let me file that one away and the bad marriage advice. Okay,
2: yeah. Jamie, yeah. Let's, let's not do that. <laughs> but you know what, listen, I just have to grin and bear it. Like she's yeah. my soulmate, she's my world. So whatever she does, I just have to grin and bear it and accept it. You know what That's I mean? Right, and then otherwise, you know, again, you, you know the phrase, right? You know, happy wife, happy life. Yeah, <sighs> yeah. we well, just usah, usah. Yeah.
4: So, so, Ko, I want to hear a little bit more about, about the rant. You know, you able you know, you're going to tell us a little bit of, of, of what happened.
2: You'll put me on the spot.
4: I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit. Yeah. Cause that's what we do. Look, we keep it real with our audience here.
2: Yeah, no doubt. So, all right. So basically, obviously we, you know, we, we have friends of the show. We have friends that are personal friends, whether or not they're current or former student athletes, you know, whatever the case may be. Right obviously here at the can gang radio show we want to be able to you know have the audience you know entertained and you know up to date and you know so i had an individual i had an individual actually hit me up and wanted to come on the show i'm like okay like what am i supposed to say no so said individual we set it up and we went ahead and you know recorded and you know did an interview and then. I thought it was a phenomenal interview, like yeah. to the point, you know, great content, great context as far as, you know, you know, from, you know, from, from myself to the individual and then from the individual back to me. And um, I thought ev- everything was really good. I thought everything was well. Um, I was very, very excited about the interview. And then literally a couple minutes after the interview, my phone just started going ding, 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 ding. And I'm like... Who's this? And I started looking at it and I'm like, oh boy. I had a feeling it was uh, again, certain certain other people. Um, I don't know how much I want to say as far as who it is, Bird, or you know, things like that. No, but no, 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 no,
4: no, no. Yeah, but, it, but, it, that, but
2: long story short is I had you know, I had individuals telling me I needed to take things down and not air it. And you know, mind you, like we were live and had almost probably 800, 850 views you know, on the segment, as far as, you know, what we were, you know, doing. And, you know, again, I feel like you're, you're censoring me and like, where's my first amendment, right? Like I, I don't understand how someone can tell me what I can and can't do when previously months in advance, we had sent out, you know, I want to use the right words. I don't know if I want to use the word permission slip, but we kind of like sent out emails and voicemails and, you know, different things to try to kind of, you know, move the needle forward on what we can and can't do here on the Kangang Radio Show. Because at the end of the day, we want to do everything that is on the up and up. We want to make sure we go through proper channels. We want to make sure that we're friends of, you know, said university You know, that's what we want to do. We want to be friends of the school. We don't want to be adversaries, you know. But again, none of that is going to, you know, transition from us being fans to us being fans like that are part of the media now, unless we go through the proper channels. So we tried that route. Like we literally tried that route to no avail. Um, So what are we supposed to do? Are we supposed to just sit there like with our hands underneath our butt? And just wait, you know, for something to happen. So when the opportunity arose, and again, I didn't reach out to somebody, somebody reached out to me. And we did the show. And then I kind of got ridiculed a little bit. And I didn't really take it, I didn't really take it, you know, too kindly, because I felt like I didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. And like I literally was, I was literally like sick to my stomach because I I was pissed. Like, yeah. honestly, and, and I don't ever think I've used that word on the air before, but like, bro, I would literally was pissed that night yeah. because I felt like you don't want to respond to me, but you respond after something happens, right? And like, yeah. to me, that's the part that I have a problem with. Like, why couldn't you reach out to me three weeks prior and tell me what the do's and don'ts are or, you know, what the can's and can'ts are? And so I don't know, Bird, <laughs> what about like... I feel like I did everything the right way originally.
4: Well, I think we're still doing everything the right way, right? I mean, you know, out of out of yeah. respect for the situation and the school and those involved, yeah. you know, we've taken it down. We haven't mentioned it other than here, and you know, here we're really yeah. just talking about the situation and not mentioning, uh, you know, the player or or even anything that was said uh, in the interview, right? You know, just out of, out of respect for that. And look, you know, I, I think it's clear we still want to be, you know, a friend, and we want to do things the right way with the school. You know, Sirius XM has 35 million subscribers across the country. Right. And the you know, the slam radio platform is is growing immensely. Right. I mean, everything that, that uh, Frank and Larry are doing over there is I mean, yes. it's just so, it's, it's such a good thing that they're that they're doing over there. And, you know, we've got a great reach. here. We have a great opportunity to represent the school you know, we want to do all kinds of fun things, man. We want to show up at baseball games at basketball games. Heck we'll do a barbecue and a soccer game. If it's a, you know, if it's a, if, if it's a great Saturday and it's, it's something to do because we love this school, right? Like you said, I mean, you know, this isn't about making money. This is about, you know, this is about, you know, having fun and, and, and you know, pursuing our passion. And to me, you know the the, be- the best compensation in the world for this thing would I be mean, winning a national championship in football and being able That's to sit true. up here and uh, and tune our horns and beat our chest about it. I mean,
5: right. you know.
4: So, but you yeah. know, look. the Bottom line is we are still being, you know, friends of the program, and you know, even us talking right now, you know, I mean, we, we want to do things the right way. We want to be friends of the school. We want to we want to represent them yeah. the right way. You know.
3: Yeah, I I totally agree with what you guys are saying. You know, like. We are we're doing our part, and and as we've all mentioned, we're doing our part for free to promote the brand, right? We're offering a marketing service to the brand, to the university that we're doing for free. We're doing it happily. Um, you know, I, I mean, we might have some critiques here and there, but overall, we're sending positive messages around the country about the University of Miami. And uh, you know, it did feel like a little bit of a, a lack of respect that we couldn't get a reply even from right. compliance. And then the only time we hear from them is when they when they want to shut us down. So I, I was bugged by it too, man.
2: Well, the thing that, that gets me right is I understand that, you know, QAM is the flagship station of the Miami Hurricanes, right? We understand that. yeah. Which 100%. But WQAM, and no disrespect to WQAM, it's more of a tri-county thing. It's, you know, Dave Brown and Palm Beach. Yeah. You're talking about Sirius XM with 35 million subscribers. That's nationwide. And this is the only national radio show focused solely on the University of Miami. Why wouldn't you jump at the opportunity to get the product out there? We had even mentioned in in an email, we would love to sit down with you via zoom or in person to walk you through the platform, to walk you through how we, how we broadcast, what we do. So you have an idea of what we can do and what we, you know, what we do on the show.
4: You know, I, I want to throw one more thing in here and, you know, no disrespect to anybody out there. I mean, look, we're the, we're, the, we're the biggest supporters of all the different shows out there. I mean, you know, look, all these shows, we're all friends uh, for the most part, right? We all talk with each other. We all communicate with each other and whatnot, you know. Um, but there are some shows that that throw things out there that they shouldn't throw out there, right? Like they'll grab information that, that comes out and, you know, they'll put things out, be it, you know, yes. a player's injury or, you know, I mean, something that, that just shouldn't come out. You know, and I mean, honestly, you know, I mean, during breaks and stuff, we talk to our guests. Right. And, you know, a lot of times, you know, we're friends with those guests and they share things with us. Right. Um, You know, not even people that come up on the show, but just people that we talk to around the program in general. You know, and look, we you know, we also have a very good sense of what to and what not to say. Right. If there's something, you know, a player's struggling emotionally or they're having a bad time and somebody shares that with us. Yeah, you know, that doesn't get that doesn't get repeated on the air or in any kind of public forums or anything. So, you know, I, I just hate that we're kind of labeled as adversaries right now, right? And we really feel like, you know, we're getting kind of shut down.
3: Yeah,
2: Flam well, man. Well, You're maybe yeah, that's right. Right, <laughs> that, that's what I was going to use. But bird, maybe it's not even like, maybe it's me. Maybe they just don't like me, which is probably the truth, right? Not. That hey. they, but, bro, like I've been a season ticket holder for 20 years, right? Uh, 20 plus years. I've been going to games for almost 30 years. But yet, you have a job. Like, you didn't even go to school here. You're not even from this area. And you think you're better than me? Like, that's the problem that I have. In two, three years, you might not even have that same position at the University of Miami. You might be in, you know, in Eastern Illinois somewhere. But you damn you're sure. Florida bet. State. You're you are be in Florida what? State. But damn sure, bet I'll still be sitting in my same seats renewing my yes, seats every yep. single year going to the games. Yep. That's the problem that I have.
3: Yeah, yeah, it makes sense, man. Well, you know, switching gears a little bit. No, um, no. <laughs> you, you guys ready to switch gears?
5: Yeah, I
2: need to, bro, because I'm, I'm literally, I'm, I'm pissed, man. So just okay. switch, gears, switch gears.
3: Okay. Let's switch it up. Let's switch it up. So I want to ask you guys a question. This is very me, right? Um, the way I love to analyze sports, you know, growing up, my dream job, I'm going to sound like a nerd here was to be the general manager for an NBA team. So when I look at a program, a franchise, an institution, um, I think of the long view, right? You're building for the best short-term product while keeping the long-term in mind. So here's my question to to you guys. And and obviously to our listeners, this is way too early um, to, to do this, but we're going to do it for fun anyways. What do you guys think this team is going to look like after the season? Because I I was looking over the roster, and when I saw how top-heavy the talent and production was, starting to get a little worried, man. And, and you know, it's too early, right? Because these kids are so young, you can always have a breakout star that then cushions the blow of of people leaving, right? Um, I'm worried that we're in for a hangover year in in 2022. All
2: right, so I'll start. I will disagree with you
3: okay only
2: because only because depending what happens with the quarterback position Mm -hmm. right again and i think this is a year where if if the the coaches are smart when you're up by 25 30 points whatever the case may be you really need to start playing your young players
10: absolutely
2: not not letting them play you know for you know you know 60 minutes and it's 65 to 3 right i really feel you have to get in there let your young guys play. Again, we talked about the Central Connecticut game. Like, bro, that should be all your freshmen and sophomores. You have to get that experience, right? You have yeah. to get game experience. Nothing replicates, you know, game situation unless it's game situation.
3: Yeah.
2: You know, if you're if you're looking at who we're gonna lose, I, I think that's where it gets tricky, right? Because again, take away the quarterback position. If TVD is that guy, you know, going into his "Quote unquote third year, yep. Um, again, solidifies himself as QB one. Yep. Your running back room, again, you get rid of Cam. Again, you have Cheney, you have Knight, yep. you have, you know, Thad. You have Cody. So again, running back, I think, still going to be pretty solid. Agreed. Receivers with again the Keyshawn Smiths. Now, um, the Restrepo's, the yes. I mean, the Brinsons, the Georges, the, the Smiths. You know, other people that are you know there." The Michael Reddings, you know, now they're another year older. Yeah, that's good. Your O line again. You're going to lose some some seniors. You know, you know, Gainer. Again, he could come back another year if he wanted to because he's technically only a senior this year. But you're going to lose Jared Williams. You, you maybe still have Zion unless he has a breakout year and decides to leave early. Um, You should have you know Scaife, Clark, Rivers, Walker, uh, Seymour. So I think your O line yeah. is still going to be good. Um, then on the defense side of the ball, you're really young. I mean, who are you really going to lose except for like DeAndre Johnson, who's a you know grad transfer? Um, yeah. He's gone. Probably Bubba's gone. Carter's gone. Probably Gervin. But you know, again, you have the Cam Kitchens. Yeah. You have the James Williams. You have the quote unquote Avante Williams, if you know yeah. he's able to to play. Um, you, you still probably have Blades for another year. You probably have DJ Ivy for another year because of what's, you know transcended. You know, the Corey Couches, the Sam yeah. Brooks. You know the. Uh, Tyreek Austin Caves or Corey Flags, you know, like, so, you know, the Cam Williams, the Quentin Williams, the Chance Williams, you know, you have a lot of returning people that I don't think in 2022 uh, you're going to lose. I think you're only going to get better with another year. I mean, so that's my take on it. Um, Bird, I think before you get into that, I know you're going to kill me. Please don't hate me. We have to go to break. We have to, because if not, (laughs) As much as everybody else hates me, amigo, I, and hate me even more.
4: I think yeah. I think you just I think you need break to cool down a little bit, man. I did. But,
3: uh, <laughs> but,
2: anyway, but did I answer? How, how did my answers? Did, does that respond well to you on that?
3: Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, and you know, after after Bird gives his take, um, I want I want to touch back because um, you know I I tend to be a little more pessimistic than you guys, but I want to hit that with a dose of oh, realism, worries. which goes more towards what you're saying. So the us hit break. And take then Okay, so uh, you, we're just finishing up the first hour here oh, on yeah, Kangang Radio. Thank you guys so much for listening. We're going to be back in just a few moments on uh, Sirius XM Channel 145 Slam Radio. Catch you in a moment.
2: Don't stop. Get it? Get it?
3: Kangang.
0: Yo, what's
8: up? Baby, let's go. This is Tua Tungle by Lowe. Yo, Sway Calloway. This is Spice Adams. This is Michael, the playmaker Everybody, What's up? This is Grok, and you're listening to Slam, Slam Radio. Radio.
6: Sirius XM, Yeah. Visit stoptechstoprex.org, brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council.
5: Why should you volunteer with Meals on Wheels? I'll come to the door with one meal and I'll walk away with a full heart. Drop off a warm meal and get more than you expect. Volunteer at Lunch.org. brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council.
0: We'll be back with Kane Gang on Series XM 145 Slam Radio. Good morning, amigo. Just the two of
8: us. We can make it if we try. Just the two of us.
7: You two. and I. Well, oh, you, you forgot
8: that. Just the two of us. Oh, the two of us. We're building castles in the sky. Just the two of us. Go.
7: You and I. There you
0: go. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays from 7 to 11, only on SiriusXM, 145
6: slam radio 180 over 111 and i had a stroke
9: 145 over 92 and then i had a heart attack 150 over 90 and i had a stroke
2: welcome back everybody second hour getting ready to get started here on the Gaming radio show Sirius XM channel 145 slam radio so one thing that be I mean, j man before I get into bird so I took Spanish back in high school now I'm, again I'm a date my age back in like 91 92 so I'm gonna I'm gonna start this second hour with a Spanish version of what I learned in Spanish class back in the early 90s all right you bear with me It's a song, it's by my two friends Pete and Repeat. Like, all right, so here we go. You ready? And Dick, I know you speak Spanish, so let me know how it works. Right? It's (laughs) almost all right. Hold on, let me get my vocals ready. All right, here we go. Saludos, saludos, amigos. Greetings to my friends. Saludos, saludos, amigos. Greetings to my friends. That's all I knew. So, anyway, so. Greetings, everybody! On the second hour of the Kangang Radio Show, saludos. Appreciate it, Vic. How I do? Honestly,
1: I'm praying <laughs> that Maria has a shoe coming in your direction. That's all I got. to <laughs> say.
3: Hey, say. You know Everest what? You nailed those three words, man. The best three words of Spanish I've ever heard. What saludos, amigos? Yeah.
2: <laughs> all right, so J-Man, I know we you were talking about you know our 2022 season. So Bird, give me your take on that.
4: Yeah, you know what, the whole time you were you were talking about, you know, the, the depth there, I mean, that's the one thing that I go to, right? You know, a couple things. So the depth at every position, right? Um, you know, I think the guys that are coming up are Manny's recruits, right? And, uh, you know, they're Miami guys, especially
5: this last class. I kind
4: of go back to that whole class and talk about you know how I've always felt like these are the right kind of guys to come into this program. Right. They're local yeah. guys that have, you know, produced. Um, I think almost the entire class was, was from Miami and from Florida and whatnot. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm going to agree with you co but, uh, uh, you know, the, the depth here is, is, has got me not too worried, but you know, it's hard to say, are we going to be better or worse? Cause we have no idea what we're going to do this year. And I mean, I'm the, yeah. I'm the eternal guy where, you know, where Jordan's the pessimist and I'm the optimist man saying, yeah. you know, Hey, look, you know, sky's the limit for our season this yeah. year. Like we can catch lightning in a bottle and, um, you know, I mean, who knows what can happen, right? Things go together and pieces fall into place. And, you know, D.R. King has a, you know, has a, has a major lift from what he did last year, yeah. which yeah. you we know, had a great year last year. Uh, you know, if he can have a, a major lift and, you know, we can have wide receivers step up and, and make plays and catch the ball, um, you know, yeah. who, who, who knows what can happen.
3: Yeah. And I guess the nature of college football, you know, having, having athletes that are so young, um, they're physically and emotionally maturing at a much more drastic pace than professionals do, right? Because of their age. We're getting guys between the ages of 18 and 23. I mean, your body changes so much, your mind changes so much in those years uh, that it's kind of hard to project that out. And I, I guess the reason why I feel a little pessimistic about 2022 is, you know, I'm taking, how the university of Miami has developed our young talent over the last five years and projecting that forward. And I think if you do that, it doesn't come out very good, right? Because when you lose like Mike Harley, that doesn't look great for the wide receiver room, uh, based on how we've developed wide receivers in the last few years. Um, however, like that is not a rule though. You know, all all it takes is one guy to transcend, you know, to, to buck a cycle, Right. Or uh, or a coaching staff to to really figure it out and just start developing players. So, you know, there's a lot of variables like like being realistic. You know, there's always going to be a class. There's always going to be a coaching staff that bucks the trends and and puts a program on the right path. And, uh, you know, I guess my personality is more that I want to see it before I'm going to bet on it.
2: Okay, so that's that's a great point. Um, Again, we don't know the the. We don't have the foreknowledge to see or to see the future, right? Yeah. But along with that, I would like to know what is our coaching staff going to look like in 2022? Because yeah. depending on what happens with this season, um, do you see somebody like, you know, Rhett Lashley taking off? Um, don't say
4: it. Don't say
2: do it. From?
3: I think safe Money's yes, that he's no longer with us.
2: And again, depending on what happens with the D-line, do you see someone like Jess Simpson getting – you know, an opportunity to go back to the league. You know, what I mean, so those are things that I always worry about. And that's been the problem with the University of Miami is just having consistency and continuity with the coaches for a couple of years. You know, again, I go back to Clemson, right? You look at Dabo, you look at Brett Venerables, you know, you go back to, you know, Frank Beamer and Bud Foster. I mean, you know, you, you know, you can go to, to Bobby Bowden and Chuck Amato, like, like you had people that would just, you know, that gelled together and then had, you know, offense and defense, you know, continuity for years. And mm-hmm. I, you know, you just, you have that. Now that's not always necessarily the case. Cause if you look at Alabama, like that's like, you know, walking through a front door, like everybody's getting a turn there. Right. Like it's, you know, they bring in coaches, but they bring in like top notch coaches, like, Uh, who's the guy that was a Bill O'Brien? Like they just, they like they lose somebody and they bring in somebody like, you know, replacing them. And, you know, unfortunately they all have that pedigree, but I was just curious to touch on that point about what about our coaching staff, Vic, what's going on?
1: No, I mean, one thing I want to touch upon with regard to Jordan's point is this, look, if you end up looking at last year's success, again, a core came through the portal, Okay, you ended up having Derek come in from Houston, basically. Okay, Jalen came in from UCLA. Okay, Bub on the defensive side that basically ended up coming in from out west. Okay, so the question is this, is that for the recruits that we're bringing in, okay, as far as from the get-go, instead of coming to the portal, the better question has been is like, have we fully developed those guys as well as we should? OK, yeah. so that's something to be concerned with, because again, it's almost in the sense of like, OK, we're looking at some of guys that bring in something to us. OK, right off the bat, because of the experience they've had with other teams. But the question is, are we coaching up the talent okay, yeah. that we end up coming in at the recruit level? Because, look, I, I, mean, many, I mean, Derek, you're probably there as, as well as I was back in the Orange Bowl. OK, when we used to end up having Canes Fest over there. Okay, Michael Urban was talking to the press one day. Okay, he was talking there and he makes a point that I've never forgotten to this day. And he says, The University of Miami ends up bringing in the best talent, okay, from the country here to the U. Okay, but it's the coaching that turns it into first round talent. Okay, so the better question that I have is this that in the last couple years, you know, we kind of tailed off, okay, in terms as far as coaching up some of these guys. You know, there might there might be a diamond in the rough basically that ends up coming along that we can end up like, you know, getting up there. Okay. I mean, let's put it this way. Here's a good one. with Jalen, basically Jalen ended up coming in only for one year over at UCLA came over here, got, I mean, coach Feely did a really great job with him as far as strength and conditioning. Okay. And he's looking to get in drafted basically in the first 15 to 20 picks of the draft. Okay. Yeah. But at the same time, again, some of the recruits that are coming in fresh, Right off the bat, basically, again, you know, if we look at our track record in the last couple of years, okay, it's been average, if at all best. Yeah. So I mean that's an issue
4: average brings everybody back right so you know a great season means all of our coaches are going to get poached right so it's yeah. almost you know hey I hope we have a great season and our coaches get poached and I mean even as it is right now every every job that comes open I'm like scared we're going to lose Rhett Lashley too like yeah. even you know when Les Miles went out at Kansas I'm like oh man who's going to get that job you know does yeah. it mean you know is, is Rhett gonna you know his name gonna pop up as somebody yeah. they like because now they even have a new AD <laughs> coming in so you know, who's to say that that's not somebody who worked, you know, with Red at Auburn and is like, yeah. hey, we got to have this guy. This is our guy, right? Yeah. You know, so, you know, you just hope and pray that, that that doesn't happen. But, you know, the other extreme of that is, you know, we have a terrible year like what we did defensively last year, and you got to make massive changes on on that, on the side, that side of the ball. So average brings everybody back. So, you know, I almost hope we don't have everybody back, <laughs> you know. Yeah.
3: Yeah, and you know, to the point that Vic is making that this is an idea that I've touched on a few different times, you know, on on different platforms, whether it's Twitter or here or you know, podcast, is that you know our six best players, arguably our six best players, you know, or six of our seven best players if you include Brevin, are guys that came through the transfer portal, which spells very bad, um, you know, like like you can view that very poorly for the coaching staff and their ability to develop. Um, and, and so I guess that is a big part of my concern moving forward is, you know, how many times are we going to strike gold in the transfer portal? Uh, cause there's, there's not a lot of guys that we are turning into high level college players that we bring in as 18 year olds, and then we refine them and turn them out as finished products. It, it's just not happening. And, you know, I mean, Manny me- Diaz has been here for what? is this his sixth year at University of Miami now? So, um, you know, it's – you can't really uh, shy away from saying it's only his third year. I mean, he had three years with Mark Rick, too, so.
1: Let, let me add this, and I forgot to mention as well this this name basically, and I, you guys will probably like agree right after that, Boreagalis, our kicking game, please. Yep. You know, that ended up going from like from night to day basically yep. overnight. I mean, how many yep. games did we end up losing the previous year because oh. of the game, basically? Yeah,
4: and the year before that from Feagles. Yeah. Oh, right. he was he was in
3: that top six for me, man. Him and oh, him and Lou Headley are for sure like two of our seven best players last season.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah.
3: I mean, literally. You
1: Puss if we would have ended up having Jose, okay, from in that previous year, we easily win at least another three games. Yeah. You know, we don't end up losing – I mean, come on, we don't lose against a 1-6 Georgia Tech game that we couldn't win if we ended up giving, being given the ball at the half-inch line to drive yeah. in.
3: Yeah, that's that's kind of what concerned me about last season uh, because I 100% agree with your point. And, you know, if that happens, if Jose is on the team and we win an extra three games, we probably aren't able to sniff out some of the problems like a Mr. Dan Enos – and, you know, a, a former quarterback that is still in the state. Like, we, we probably don't identify those things as, as huge problems within the program. And so, now, we did have Jose last year. So, what if we are missing stuff? Like, that? that's an idea I like to toy with is, you know, we didn't beat any really good teams last year. So, who knows, man? <laughs> like, oh. the difference could have been that kicking game. We didn't compete against good teams last year. So, who's to no. say that? You really are.
2: You're 100 correct on that, and, I, and I've mentioned that. Like, yeah, you know, your your top three games that you lost are the top three teams that you played.
3: Yeah, and two of those games weren't even close. Oh yeah, over in the first drive. Well, correct. honestly, man, like, I have a hard time not considering that Okie State game a blowout because we were down 21 zip, man.
2: Correct. Yeah, I don't know what happened there. I mean, obviously, they probably just put it in coast mode, and then you know we came back a little bit. Yeah. Um, you know. You brought up a good point there with uh, with Borgalis, right? So, I don't necessarily think that Borgale, like Andy, is solidified as you know, number one kicker. Yeah. I mean, obviously, he has a strong leg, he has a good pedigree. Um, but I, I think that's going to be a, a battle to watch <clears throat> between him and Camden Price. Um, but that's that special team this year should be different and it will be different because, again, you know what you got out of Jose. Um, as far as leg strength, consistency, things like that. Now you really have an unknown. Now, Camden did make some kicks last year. He didn't miss a kick against Florida State two years ago. Um, So that should be interesting. Bird, talk to me.
4: Yeah, no, I was going to say, I know what happened in that Oklahoma State game. Tylan Wallace quit halfway through the game, and that's that's yeah. what led us back in, man. But honestly, right. you know, in that game, too, it was, you know, it was Kosey putting us on his back. And, yeah. uh, you know, if, if, if those guys would have made catches in that game, right, you know, I mean, you know, I won't call that one a blowout because the boys fought back. And, yeah. you know, Pope makes that play in, in the fourth quarter. Uh, we win that game. You know, and plus, yeah. you know, the other thing with that game, and, you know, I, I will always hate to do this, but I'm going to because it was that bad. And I was standing in the in the stadium watching every moment of the game. That was probably one of the top five worst officiated games I've ever yeah. seen in my entire life, man. Yeah. You, I you, mean, you, it was awful.
3: You know, I just thought of Bird is that game is the ultimate litmus test that, like, exemplifies the, – it's the ultimate glass-half-full, glass-half-empty game. It, is. it and, is. And that just showed the difference between me and you. You know, I look at it and I'm like, <laughs> hey, you know what we would have won if? If, you know, if we didn't come out so flat, oh, yeah. that, you know, that it, we were embarrassing ourselves. And so then, you know, obviously you you saw it differently. That just made me, made me laugh a little bit.
2: My perspective on it, I don't care about the officiating goals. You make the plays, you make the catches, you don't have to worry about the officiating calls. Sure. You, literally, you literally gave up three touchdowns. You gave up a touchdown on Darik King, running the ball on a bullcrap holding call. But again, you know, you can't make the the officials make that call. I went back and watched the play, and that was a little tug on the jersey. But at the end of the day, like, you can't leave it in the hands of the officials, right? But then you had Wiggins on a little curl route, you know, on like a little like jailbird screen that he drops the ball, and that's a walk-in touchdown. You know, poke, drop pretty much two touchdowns. So when you look at it from a perspective of we should have, could have, would have, yeah, absolutely, right? But at the end of the day, we beat ourselves. I use that same terminology as we beat ourselves. is the same thing in the Fiesta Bowl in 2002. You were a far superior team than Ohio State, but yet you didn't take advantage. You didn't capitalize on the, on the advantages that you had to win that game. You know, people forget about this. Sean Taylor had an interception in the end zone, right? As a former running back, when you take that ball out of the end zone, you need to put that in the outside arm as you're running up the sideline. You don't leave it in your inside arm for the defender at that point now to try to strip the ball away. And that's what Maurice Claret did. You know, again, it was a great play on that. So those are the little things when I say you beat yourself. (laughs) So, like, you, you got blown out. Like, you got blown out by Clemson. The score wasn't even, like, like where it was. You got blown no. out by Thompson, and you got destroyed by North Carolina.
3: Oh, yeah, right? dude, the North Carolina game was over after the first time we punted the ball.
2: Oh, yeah. Hey, break time. Oh, my God, break time. Almost forgot. We got to go to break. Got to go to break. Got to go to break.
4: Got to pay some bills, man. Bro,
2: somebody has got to get – you know, Serious has got to see these uh these breaks, man. You got to get paid. <laughs> All right, so, Jay, man, take us a break real quick, and we'll be back.
3: All right, you guys are still listening to King Gang Radio. Thank you so much for tuning in today. We're here on Sirius XM Channel 145 Slam Radio. We'll be back in just a few short minutes.
6: Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio.
0: This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio.
6: Why was the basketball court all wet? Because the players kept dribbling on it.
9: The dad (laughs) joke. Corny, groan-worthy, but also one of the simplest ways to share a moment with your kids. What did the buffalo say when he dropped his son off for school? Bye, son. <laughs> so take a moment to make your kid laugh, because dad jokes rule. Make your kid laugh today. Go to fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Here's that song again. Yay! Here's that, that song again. For the hundredth time today.
0: On Sirius XM, 145 SNAM Radio. Good morning, amigo. Hey, man. It, look, if they pick
8: up Tua Manuel Alapola, too, I, I'll be fine with him. But I'm just looking I'm looking at the different angles. It doesn't matter. You I don't call him if, that. I call him Tunga Vailoa. Whatever you want to call him. Listen, I don't know if they're 100% sold on Tua Nigamanu Alapola. Tunga Vailoa is the next quarterback of the Miami Dolphins. How can you get that name so perfect? Tua Nigamanu Alapola? Tua? I can't do it. I'm done. Tonga Vailoa. Tonga Vailoa. Tonga Vailoa. Tonga Vailoa. Tonga Vailoa. Tonga Vailoa. That sounds much better, that one.
0: Good morning, amigo. Weekdays from 7 to 11, only on Series 6M, 145, Slam Radio.
7: To protect her home and family in a disaster, Karen was willing to wade through water, mud, and insurance paperwork.
5: Yeah, I can do this.
7: You go, Karen! By simply understanding and updating what her insurance covers and doesn't cover now, she'll be better prepared no matter when disaster strikes. Learn other simple ways to protect your home and family before a natural disaster at ready.gov. That's ready.gov. A message from FEMA and the Ad Council. For every sport of every kind, tune in
0: here where you will find. And now we're back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145, slam radio
2: you know what's crazy as we continue to um go through this show is there's so much going on right now obviously you know we've already touched on spring football um we talked about Kane's baseball but man one of the best times ever here in the middle of march for me personally is nothing like the ncaa basketball tournament i mean obviously you know jordan i, I know you're up there in utah right and yeah like, is there even a college basketball team up there, kind of near you? I'm just throwing
3: that out. That's yeah. fired. Hey, hey, we got we got BYU and Utah State in the tournament this year. So
2: yeah, but but I mean, again, just to
3: pass out water is not really you know doing anything. They need some teams that kind of you know you know hey, carry jugs. We got a six seed, man. We got a, BYU's a six seed. Utah State. Your good. only help
2: with BYU is to get your boy Rudy to go help them, bro. So. Hey.
3: <laughs> I don't know. Top top 12 guy in the NBA playing college ball again. That'd be (laughs) so check check this, man.
2: Let's talk about the tournament a little bit, because I I really, really enjoy. um, I'm sure I'm going to take some slack from this, but, uh, you know, like I kind of root for I kind of root for Carolina, you know, from time to time. Um, I've always been a fan of them. I know people always say, oh, you can't root for someone in in basketball and a different team in football. Well, why can't you? You know what I mean? It's like it's one of those things. You know, Miami didn't have a basketball program for, for many, many years. So you had to like somebody, right? So, but again, if you look at this whole college, this whole college season, as far as the NCAA men's basketball, it's crazy to look and see the mainstream uh, teams that you would constantly see up in the upper echelon, just can, like, you want to call them the blue bloods, right? Kansas, Carolina, Dukes, Kentuckys. It's crazy just to see that they haven't done well this year. And obviously, missing the tournament. You look at, you know, Kentucky, you know, Carolina getting an eight, uh, an eight seed against Wisconsin. I want to get into, um, again, and I'm not a big, big Gonzaga fan. Never have been, never will be. You know they made it to the dance a few years ago, as far as the championship game, and then got beat by Carolina. Like, why are they always ranked like number one? Like they don't play anybody. They play the Saint Marys and you know teams like that. Like, I don't know, Bird. I know you're you're a big ball guy, right? Like, talk to me about uh about the tournament. Let's talk about Gonzaga as being the number one overall seed first.
4: Well, undefeated is undefeated, right? So I mean, you know, it, it is what it is. I agree they're a one seed, uh, but I don't have them as my as my champion. Um. Yeah. So I mean, I don't think they're gonna win at all, man. I think you know, is the, the harder that they play, true teams, uh, somebody's gonna gonna knock them, uh, knock them down in the knees and, and cut them out of there, man. So, Jamie,
2: man, I know you're a huge basketball guy. Whether yeah, you know, mostly NBA, right? I know you watch, yeah. you watch ball, right? So, yeah. what is your take on Gonzaga, and what is your take on the tournament this year?
3: You know. I haven't followed college hoops too close, uh, but my 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 take on Gonzaga is kind of what you're saying, man. It's like they're here every year, <laughs> you know. They're always undefeated. They're always one loss. They're always two losses, but they can never convert, man. So it almost makes you wonder if there's something to the, uh, you know. I mean, they're not like they're not they're not playing an elite schedule. They're not playing a power five schedule. They're in the what is it? The the. Uh, West Coast
4: Conference, I believe. The whack the, the Western whack. Athletic Conference. Yeah, the
3: whack. Yeah, that's whack, man. Whack. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, like BYU is the only other good team in that in that conference. So, you know, like, I don't know, it, it happens every year. So why is it going to be different this year?
4: Shout out to Jordan for the Utah name drop. Yeah, that's right. <laughs>
3: BYU represent.
4: Killing me. Yeah. What's the other? What's the other Utah tournament uh, team in the tournament? My alma mater,
3: Utah State Aggies.
4: Name drop.
3: That's right.
2: <laughs> Listen, if you want to give a shout out, just say, "Look, I'm going to give a shout out to you know, to you know, my, my Mormon buddies out here. You know, the that's BYU's right. and the, yeah, and the Utah states, and right. you know, yep. the polygamists. Right? Like that's how they do things out there. That's how they <laughs> rock right and roll.
3: Okay. <laughs> that's right, man.
5: <laughs> <laughs> let's
2: talk about let's talk about some of the other number one seeds. Um, what's your take on the like on the overall number one seeds as far as in in the different brackets?
4: Um uh, bird talk to me. Uh well, so let's see. The other the other number ones you got, I think you got Michigan, you got yep. Baylor and Illinois, Correct. if I'm not mistaken. Correct. yeah. Correct. Um you know, man, it's it's been a crazy year. So I think if any year is anybody, you know, I mean it can it can be anybody who to win this thing. Um, you know, Michigan, you know, I think the Juwan Howard being a Heat guy, I'm really excited for what he's done at his alma mater. I think he's done an outstanding job there. You know, uh, Baylor's played a Big Twelve schedule. You know, their resume one could argue, even though I think they've got what two losses. Um, yeah,
2: one was in the uh, one was in the you know conference you know tournament. So yeah.
4: Yeah, so I mean, but one could argue that their their resume is stronger than a Gonzaga because they've had a lot more. You know, Big Twelve has probably been the strongest basketball conference in the nation this year. Um, you know, sure hasn't been the ACC, and we normally are. But you know uh, what was
2: nice about the ACC tournament, especially the the ACC championship game, is Florida State not winning it.
4: <laughs> yes. Mad no.
2: props to GT. I'm gonna give mad props to GT.
4: Listen, man, you know, I I always, you know, I'll leave the ACC network on during the day and they cover, you know, like Packer and Durham and everything, they cover every sport. And I'm telling you every time, like I can hear like, you know, the intramural women's soccer team at Florida state lost. And every time I crack a smile and I'm like, good.
2: So bird, who do you, who do you got? Who do you like in the tournament as far as going all the way?
4: Well, I got, here's, here's my final four. And I just, I just pulled it up, pulled up my bracket to see, but uh, I got Gonzaga and Michigan making it, right? Because, uh, you know, I do think that Gonzaga team, while they haven't really been tested, uh, you know, their path on the way in there, um, I didn't really have a lot of teams standing in their way. The the two seed in that bracket's Iowa. Um, you know, Virginia, again, you know, they haven't really done much this year. Um, so the, the top seeds to, for them to get to the final four, I, st- I still believe that they're going to make it. But I got Gonzaga and Michigan, which are the one seeds that I have. And then I also have Houston making it. Uh, that team's played really, really well. And then my champion that I have is actually Arkansas. Okay, so that's
2: not bad. Vic, you, you you bind into you you bind into anybody in particular for the uh, NCAA tournament?
1: You like anybody in particular, or what do you got? Michigan. Michigan. You like Michigan? Uh, they, I mean, again, the job that Juwan's done with them has been awesome. To be very honest with you. Um, I mean, like we talked about earlier, everyone and their proverbial mothers picking Gonzaga. But at the same time, I kind of end up seeing them not really making it to – honestly, I don't even see them making it to the Elite Eight. I think they're going to get bounced off of them in the Sweet 16, to be honest with you. you know that, That's the great thing about March Madness, basically. Again, you can go in, honestly, as like the number one ranked team. Look, all that basically ends up taking is just that one little school – that's always a pain in the butt. I mean, if you guys have been watching college basketball for years, you used to end up having Princeton be like a thorn, okay, in some school sides, basically, okay? Also, at the same time, Cleveland State, okay, uh, University of New Mexico, the Lobos, okay, you know, schools like that. So, But, yeah, I, I like Michigan. I really like what, what Juan's done out there. So I think they really got a good shot. And at the same time, much like Derek, okay, man, North Carolina – air really cruising at the right time basically so
2: yeah and i again normally i would just put carolina all the way i just literally check them all across the board and and, and, you know ride or die with them um but i actually go i'm going with michigan this year i just i do like the way that they've played um i just think that Jawan, you know again being a michigan guy and seeing him bring back you know because Michigan's been down, like they've been down for years. And you would think that the Michigan's, the Michigan state's like, man, there's always great ball players that come out of those two programs. So I think Juwan Howard's doing a good job. And again, like bird said, there's like, it's kind of a crazy season here for, you know, collegiate basketball. So anything can happen. Like I'm not knocking Arkansas. And I don't think that that's not a bad choice. I do think that they can legitimately make a good run. Um, but I just, I'm, I'm going to go with Michigan and just, you know, see how, see how it unfolds, man. Yo.
4: You know, shout out to the team that I'd never heard of until they beat us in the tournament a couple of years back. None other than, uh, than Loyola, Chicago. Bro,
2: Sister Mary Jean, bro. Rock and roll. Sister
4: Mary Jean. I was so mad at that nun after they beat us, man. I'm not even going to lie, man. <laughs> <laughs> and I know that's terrible to say, man.
2: You you know that. Something, that, that goes back to coaching, right? Like, if you watched that game a few years ago, you oh. do not let the guy get a shot off. You mm-hmm. saw it even this year against um, – was it Vatek that we kind of blew the game, like on the three right there? You know, yeah. uh, it's the same thing, man. It goes to coaching.
4: That guy still stepped out of bounds, and I, I will, I will lay on my sword with that. That that guy stepped out of bounds before he made that three. But what's what's side side the the
2: Huh? What side of the sword are you laying on?
4: <laughs> <laughs> the bad one, man. The bad <laughs> one.
2: Okay, you're going with the blade forward. Okay,
3: blade Jake, forward. There you go,
2: Who you got, man? Talk to me.
3: In the tournament.
2: Yeah, are you on Utah?
3: I mean, on BYU. I mean, you know, honestly, I'm going to be real with you guys. I have not watched a single college basketball game this year. So pick it doesn't up.
4: matter. You still filled out a bracket though, didn't you? No. Oh, <laughs> hold Dang on, man. Jordan. You're going to need to. You're going to need to mail your. uh you're know. Send your, man, your man card in, man.
3: I know. I know. It's, it's on
4: suspension until after. Need, the turn. I need
3: to shave three points off of that thing. So, you know. But you know what? I'll just. I'm. I'm gonna go local for me, and uh, you know, I, I'm I'm picking either Utah State or BYU. So, to win the tournament, dude, I I know it's not gonna happen. But, but What what's
2: the odds on that? Because maybe I'll even drop I'll drop a dollar or something on that bet right there. Because
3: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You know, I do have to say though, like like BYU has a really good coach. Do I think that they're gonna like? I mean, probably Sweet Sixteen at best. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I'm I'm realistic about it. But uh, yeah, I just didn't watch any games so. You know, any team that I'd tell you would be out of a hat. So I'm just going to go local.
4: I'll tell you right now, Utah State plays Texas Tech to to start at an 11-6 game. Yeah, I don't see Utah State making it anywhere oh, out of that first round. Yeah,
3: I, I I doubt it. I doubt it. So I mean, they have a they have a good big man, Queda, I think his name. And uh, you know, I watched him. We we were um, my last year of college. He was a freshman, so I watched him a little bit. He's a good player. You know, probably going to be a second-round draft pick in the NBA, but I agree with you, man. Like, I'd probably pick Texas Tech over him. so. It happens.
4: It happens. You got to get a bracket filled in here, man, before the show goes off air, man. These games just tipped off a minute ago. You could probably still sneak one in.
3: All right. You guys run with it. I'm going to fill out a bracket. (laughs)
1: I'm actually watching UCLA and Michigan State start up, so. Vic, uh,
4: who was your final four, Vic? I mean, again, I really
1: don't have a Final Four per se, basically. I, like yourself, I'm seeing Gonzala and Gonzaga and Michigan get in there, basically at least for two of the teams. The other two basically be kind of up for grabs, to be honest with you. so
4: Gotcha, gotcha. <clears throat> well, you know, one thing is the, the tournament always delivers on excitement. You know, uh, I know we're going to see a bunch of of readers. It's going to be interesting. All the teams are Indianapolis and in a – campus style environment which is uh which is going to be different for this year so um you know and who's to say you know that we're not going to have some games that get canceled because of COVID right before tip-off I mean you know and I guess the team you're playing just advances so I wonder if somebody's gonna maybe catch a streak of luck throughout that and push themselves up a round or two based on cancellations I mean that's
2: a great point that you bring up because you never know what's going to happen and if you look at the ACC tournament you know, you look at Duke had a bow out, Virginia had a bow out. Um just all it's gonna take it for one team to bow out, and next thing you know, just see like a trickle down effect. Yeah. I don't know. It should be interesting.
4: Yeah, it's so interesting. it's uh, it's gonna be crazy, man. It's gonna be crazy. But uh, you know, we'll be uh we'll be we're gonna be watching the whole thing. I'm gonna be watching my bracket. You know, I always Walk into it and, uh, you know, a few minutes into the thing, man, it, it seems like the, or probably three or four games in, and it seems like my bracket's already busted. So,
2: uh. <laughs> well, you know, that 11 six matchup, usually there's there's some upsets there. So, Jordan, I'm actually going to go with the Utah State. Oh, okay. I like it. Uh, Upset. You know, the 12 fives, the 11 sixes,
5: 14
2: fours, those are those are those kind of like the games that you never know. And those are always the, the tournament breakers, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm actually going to go with Utah State on that one, bro. You guys,
3: you guys all picking the, the Gators to lose to – uh yes. Yeah.
2: Yes. That's, that's probably the only game I care about. <laughs> is is oh, I really that want FSU. Florida to lose. Not an FSU.
3: Oh, who are they playing? Oh, yeah.
2: Who cares? I can't remember, but it doesn't matter.
4: I'm, I'm going to look it up real quick. My, my three favorite teams in college basketball. Anybody are who's you? playing, Georgetown. <laughs> <laughs> playing Georgetown. Whoever's playing Florida. And Georgetown's got a squad, man. Patrick, you ain't got those guys hot right now. That's right. Um, so,
2: so, funny story is, I used to be a huge Georgetown fan growing up. Um, I used to love watching them, you know, Saturday mornings, you know, 12 o'clock, you know. But this is like going back, like even before AI, like Reggie Williams. and Reggie God Williams. Like, bro, I'm telling you, number 34. Like just shoot yeah. from the corner, man. I used to love watching him play. But Georgetown was always a team on Saturday. It's kind of like the Notre Dame of football, right? Like that was – like, that was the the team that was on TV the most. And I just, you know, I liked just the gray and the black. Like, it was just, you know, as a kid, I, yeah. I just thought that was dope.
4: Yeah, was, no, look, I agree. You know, the, the, the guy that I always think back to, and one of my favorite basketball players of all time, uh, is Allen Iverson, man. Yeah. And, you know, AI, would he killed it at Georgetown. I mean, that guy was unstoppable. He was unstoppable when he got to the NBA, man. But truly in college, I mean, that dude was next level
1: and those were and, and let me tell you something, those were great games to watch man especially the Georgetown against Syracuse those yeah. that series was legendary man please you you'd have yeah. Ronnie Pricey Sherman Douglas and Billy Owens on the Syracuse side basically you know, yeah. for Georgetown basically you'd end up having Kemin Motumbo Alonzo Morning basically a lot of those guys Reggie Williams those those were the games to watch back then. See, Jordan,
2: you missed all that, man. Like you know, that's that's what you get when you're out there in, in Utah. You don't get to see all that Eastern stuff, you know, because. When they're over there playing, you guys are making scrambled eggs. So
3: it's just. The trade off is fair wow. because when the when the legitimate NBA teams are playing, you guys have been asleep for three oh, hours. Yeah, so. uh, sure we We go
2: to sleep for a reason because we don't care about the people out west. I
3: know. That's where all the good basketball is. You guys <laughs> just, over here thinking I'm the sure, You guys were that good. You guys
2: have been put on earlier. I mean, come on. No one wants to watch the West Coast bullcrap. Man, we're going to sleep.
3: The Western Conference has dominated the NBA for 20 years, and y'all don't even know.
2: Listen, that's the same reason why Disneyland's still not open, bro. Come on, man. It's crap out in the West.
1: In all all fairness, okay, back in late 80s, early 90s, basically, on Monday nights, those were some of the great – that was like the great night to like watch college basketball because I would stay up late to watch UNLV play, Mm -hmm. okay, Late, and though, I mean, man, UNV was just beating up everyone left and right, basically. Yeah, it was, well, it was who cares lot.
2: about ULV? Who cares about the West
1: Coast? We're going to break
2: right now. Jamie, <laughs> man, give us a break.
3: <laughs> All right, you guys are listening to Kane Gang Radio here on Series 6M, Channel 145, Slam Radio. We'll be back in just a few short minutes.
8: Yo, what's up? Baby. This is Tua Tungle by Lohan. Yo, Sway Calloway. This is Spice Adams. This is Michael, the playmaker Everything. What's up? This is Grok, and you're listening to Slam,
6: Slam Radio. Radio. Serious XM, yeah. Allison is perfect. I mean, she'd never tell you that. She's humble and perfect. She likes everyone. She even likes her untidy roommate's weird guinea pig. Allison, wait, are you texting and driving? Allison, no. That's the exact opposite of what I was just saying about you. Why, Allison, why? Texting and driving makes good people look bad. Visit stoptextstoprex.org, Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council.
5: Why should you volunteer with Meals on Wheels? I'll come to the door with one meal and I'll walk away with a full heart. Drop off a warm meal and get more than you expect. Volunteer at AmericaLet'sDoLunch.org. Brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council.
0: We'll be back with Kane Gang. On Sirius XM, 145, Slam Radio. Good morning, amigo.
8: Just the two of us. We can make it if we try. Just the two of us.
7: You and I. Oh, you forgot that.
8: Just the two of us. Oh, the two of us. We're building castles in the sky. Just the two of us. Go.
7: You and I. There you go.
0: Good morning, amigo. Weekdays from 7 to 11, only on Siri6M, 145, Slam Radio.
6: 180 over 111, and I had a stroke.
9: 145 over 92, and then I had a heart attack. 150 over 90, and I had a stroke.
10: This is what high blood pressure sounds like. You might not feel its symptoms, but the results from a heart attack or stroke are far from silent. Get back on your treatment plan or talk with your doctor to create a plan that works for you. Go to loweryourhpp.org. Everything's changed. Brought to you by the American Heart Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council.
0: And now we're back with Pain Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio.
2: All right, here we are getting ready to finish up the the last segment of the show for the day and you know jay man i'm only giving you a hard time about the west coast you know technically i I really don't care about the west coast but i'm just throwing that out to you um they're not bad i think the west the western conference and i'll give you i'll give you props the western conference has been you know pretty pretty good over the last two decades but the east has won quite a bit of championships as well so just want to throw that out there and Leave it like that.
4: Bird. You know, you know. I want. I wanted to throw something out there though. Vic name dropped Ronnie Cikley, yeah. and I want to give Ronnie Cikley the award for the craziest uh, post career job. Anybody, does anybody know what Ronnie Cikley does for for a job now? Oh, I'm sure no, you know.
3: I don't. What does he do?
4: Vic, what? What do you got? DJ. He's DJ Ronnie? Yeah, I don't even know what his DJ name is, but he's he's a straight like club banger DJ man that gets in there. All six foot 11. (laughs) There's videos. There's videos of him like just getting it as a DJ. And I mean, like he's, he's, I mean, like he's a guy you'd expect to see on like a, like a bad boys movie is like the, you know, the villain in the club or something. That's, that's, I mean, Roddy cycling, man, you brought up that name. I'm like, Oh my goodness. J man. So besides
2: besides Utah jazz and listen, yeah. I have to give them props. I'm gonna, I'm gonna call it like it is. I think they're playing phenomenal right now, right? Yeah. Well the heat unfortunately lost. I don't know how they lost to Memphis the other day. Just it was killing me. Like I watched yeah. Like, yeah. Again, being a 305 guy, obviously you want I want the Heat to do well.
3: Yeah. Um
2: But I also like to see other teams who really haven't been there before or haven't been there continually actually do well. Um quick quick side note. Did you guys see Luca Donatello and I put Paul George on skates. Yes, on crossover, bro. Yes, like
1: he how nasty did, was that? He did him dirty. He just yeah. did him dirty.
3: I love Luca, man. I I that love kid, Luca so much.
1: That kid has just mad skills, and he yeah. also has he also has a drop dead gorgeous mother, man. I'm serious. I mean, <laughs> he's like Superman, I'm super mom serious. That's he's right. Like, I'm, I mean, look. I remember the draft night. Basically, it was like two things they were talking about: Luka Doncic, and then you would see like every other picture would be his mother. I mean, it was hilarious,
4: basically. Hold on, I'm getting Google out here. All right.
3: (laughs) Did you guys see the video of him sweet talking the uh, the the woman ref at at that game? The clip from that? How he was complaining about a foul, and she was like, "What foul?" And then uh, you can't like you can only see the back of his head, so you can't see what he says. But he says something and she she like swooned a little bit and like started giggling. It was, it was kind of going around, you know. People were saying that uh, that he was uh, seducing the refs during the game. Oh god! Listen, all I know is you know he seduced <laughs> Paul George on that crossover,
2: that's right. bro. Like you know that's a good thing about the NBA too, right? You you see it a lot in college where these guys yeah. get you know. Again, it's like the and one mixtape. Like growing up, I used to always love watching the and one, like the professor and all those guys, crazy oh. handles, you know, shaking Escalade. people. Bro, I'm telling you guys, yeah. So, like seeing it in the pro level, because again, these are top notch defenders, but just being able to see that, it's, it's actually a good thing. And I'm not a big Paul George fan. Like, I just think that he's a prima donna, you know, blah, blah, blah. So to be able to see him kind of get shook. Actually felt good, you know what I mean? Hey, everybody, wow. come out on Luca, you know, and kind of, kind of badmouth Luca for his game. And I think Luca's like a a fresh face and and a fresh player for the yeah. NBA, and I like that, you know what I mean? But people want to criticize. People gonna criticize everything for any reason anyway. True. So it doesn't matter. You know, it's like we criticize Rudy Gobert, right? Because he's a 12th best player in the NBA. Like that's just you know what we do, you know. Yeah.
1: Only <laughs> It's like, look, it's like John Morant when he look. John Morant basically made his mark in the tourney. Yeah. Okay. And it's like, and then, and I, I start, I fell in love watching that kid play, because that's okay. awesome. like, that's like the new coming of Russell Westbrook. Yeah.
4: Be honest with you. Yeah. John, I, didn't okay. watch, I didn't love watching him play a couple nights ago when they beat the Heat.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I, I wonder why. Yeah. Yeah. So. About Luca though, so I uh I'm I'm a stat nerd when it comes to the NBA. Like I'm I'm i Don't at, say, Jay, man. I know, right? I I'm I'm the stat nerd where like I I punch algorithms into an Excel spreadsheet and I just get <laughs> giddy when the number comes out on the other end. Um, and and Luca Doncic is actually keeping pace with LeBron James's first two and three years of his career Correct. so far. Correct. So like Luca's potential is pretty much. Unlimited, you know, because I mean, LeBron James, uh, you know, like I I don't want to get into this today. LeBron James still has the possibility of going down as perhaps the greatest player of all time. Never, never. Never. I'm not going to get into that. You guys know what I'm saying, though. You guys know what I'm saying, though.
2: You, you, you should watch your
3: mouth home. out right now. Hold no, hold on, hold on, hold Listen, on.
2: Listen, go grab a thing of Don no. and score it in your mouth right now, Jamie. No, no. Don't you so, ever say that
3: word again. But, but you get what I'm saying, though. And, and, and a guy that is, you know what <laughs> I mean, going to be a top two player of all time, undoubtedly, in LeBron James, like Luka Doncic is keeping pace with that so far. So, I mean, who knows? In 20 years from now, we could be saying that he's the greatest of all time. Never. Those those words will
2: never even come out as people. Like, bro, it'll never happen. No one will ever supersede MJ. Two, three, hands down, the best there ever was.
3: That just doesn't even make sense, though, because, like.
2: It doesn't make sense.
3: How can you you say? You don't know every basketball player that's ever going to come about. You can't say that no one will ever be It'll never
2: happen in my lifetime. Maybe. You're
3: pretty old, old, though.
2: (laughs) That's what I'm saying. It'll never happen in my lifetime. Listen, and that's a great debate, right? Yeah. And I say great debate because again, you take. So, Jamie, let me ask you this, and I, I'm going to throw this out there. People might hate this, 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 this comment, but again, it's just my opinion. I think Kobe Bryant is better than LeBron James.
4: Hmm. I'd agree with that.
3: I mean, I I think that's pretty baseless, honestly, because I have Kobe at like between eight to twelve. All what? Time. Yeah. I need
1: <laughs> say, I need to, okay, I Okay, Hold on, real quick. Let me ask this question, Jordan. How high is the altitude in Utah? Is it <laughs> affecting you up there? Forty six hundred
3: feet. No. <laughs> with
1: his stats. I love it. He came back with a forty six hundred. Great.
3: No, it's not. That, that is not. That's not unheard of at all. I mean, but Kobe had funny. one MVP award his whole career. Kobe I mean,
1: and how many? And how many? How many titles?
3: five how many okay he was only the best player on the team for two of them
1: okay no dude i'll take the five titles any day of the week are you kidding me please
3: i know i mean he was only the best player
1: on the team for two of Of them one thing about kobe look kobe had ice cold water (laughs) in his veins
3: forget it i don't that i mean that's cool and all and it helps when you're playing with shaq who is the mvp three years in a row that
2: didn't help d wade d wade played with shaq
3: that didn't help D Wade, he, that's exactly. when he got his first
2: ring. I'm first
3: ring. yeah, granted, granted, I do think D Wade was better than Shaq in 2006.
2: Okay, for call sure, call. but okay. like Get 2000 to
3: 2003, Shaq was the greatest basketball force on earth at that time 100%. Yeah, I,
2: 100%. Yeah. And I, so, I would completely agree with that.
3: Yeah, and, and so I,
1: I mean, just don't think LeBron
2: is all that, I don't, you know. And the reason why I say this, right? I mean, we are completely way off topic, but it doesn't matter because these, these, are, these are great, like, debatable points, right? Yeah, oh,
4: sure we do. I feel
2: like, I think LeBron just gets way too many calls. Like, you watch it almost every night. He takes three, four steps, he travels, yeah. there's no calls, he flops, there's no calls, you know, he falls down, throws his hands up, it's an offensive foul on the yeah. other. Team. like, come on, bro. Hey,
3: but let me just say, as a Jazz fan who's been on the wrong end, of those uh, calls. of Kobe Bryant and Michael Jordan in the playoffs, LeBron does not get more calls than those guys. It's all the same. Hey, they like hey. all three of those dudes all got the same type of calls. They really Jordan. did. Dude. Well, I, J- I lived J- through it. I lived through J- it.
4: Jay, man, did Jordan? Did Michael Jordan foul Brian Russell on that last play? No uh, way.
3: Did not push up. No watch the tape and tell me. No? I mean, <laughs> <No>. unless, <laughs> a me. Of, unless a big gust of wind blew Brian Russell off of his feet. <laughs> Here we go. Yo, so now get, we're yeah. getting into the deep
4: rooted.
2: No. So that reminded me right there, that play right there with MJ with the crossover and yeah. Russell Skidden was Luca and Paul George the other night. Same, yeah.
4: difference. No, same I, thing. I agree.
3: Same I actually think Luca pushed off on Paul George, but it was still a great play. <laughs> <laughs> he, he did. I, I mean I love Luca, but yeah.
2: Maybe if John Stockton shorts were a little bit longer, maybe they would have
3: won. <laughs> hey, you know what? I think they had to blur out some of those games with how shorts, how uh, small his shorts were.
2: Oh my word, oh, bro! Jump up for a so layup.
3: Pixelate the bottom of. Ah,
2: uh, oh, bro, you know, again, <laughs> you know, when John Stockton is playing, it kind of reminds yeah. me, like we were talking earlier about, you know, you in Hawaii with the banana hammock, right? Like it's just yeah. one of those things. <laughs> so here's the
4: thing on Stockton, though, right? And J-Man, you're gonna, you're gonna like this, but Stockton, all-time leader in assists, all-time leader in steals in the NBA.
3: And if right. you look, if you look at the details on those records, like neither what? will ever be broken.
4: He's, He's also
5: hero there.
3: Championships.
4: That's yeah. true, that's true, because Mike I mean, stole, that's true. Nobody was winning a champ over, championship I mean, over Mike. Hakeem would also – Hakeem and Drexler would both also be yeah. ringless if yeah. not for Jordan, – if Jordan never retired.
3: Yeah, and, well, maybe. We'll see. People forget that Jordan lost in the second round in 1994.
2: But To who? Orlando.
3: Yep, Sheck and Penny.
2: But, again, Jordan just came back from that. I mean, he just came huh? back after I ate hiatus, so you got to give him a little – and then, you know what, he said, screw this, yeah. I'm never uh, losing again, I'm coming back, and I'm whooping your tail.
3: So, people, people said he wasn't in shape, but he averaged 36 points a game in that series, though, and they, and they still had, They really had nobody. Is that, is yeah. that
2: the year that uh, Nick Anderson missed the first, like, yeah. missed the free throws and he he missed, caught? It,
4: so it was three? at Houston, he missed four free throws. And they, so they man, caught the
2: And then it was 4-0 sweep, right?
4: <laughs> Dude, that that was in that guy's head for a long time, man. And so I was I was younger. I was a, uh, you know, I was like, I worked in the visiting team locker room for the Hawks in the, in uh, like 98, I think. And I remember I actually like asked him about that and he just like, he just shook his head and didn't even say anything, man. Like, I like, I was like, oh shit, I guess I shouldn't have said that, man. Bro, I'm telling you,
2: that was a little penny back then, bro. You got you gotta love a little penny. You know? Little Chris Rock. Yeah. Wow. Chris Rock, I I was, love
4: that stuff. was, yeah. That was the greatest you- team that never was, though, man. That, that Orlando. There's, the there's
2: been some great teams that really haven't yeah. won a championship. You know, yeah. in all sports, right? Just yeah. in all sports. You look at the 86 Miami Hurricanes. Yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, bro, like, you know, people talk about that old 01 team, but that 86 team was loaded top to bottom. Yeah. Like top to bottom. So, but that, that could be a whole other show when we talk about, you know, that's what we should do. Maybe next week we can do a show on the greatest teams who never win a championship. We can bring up Utah because. They never won anything. You know, I mean,
3: just throwing that out there. Janet. Hey, man. Hey, we <laughs> won an MLS Cup a few years ago, man. Okay, there
2: you
3: go. <laughs> what?
4: I didn't that's- even know y'all had a. What did you, oh, no, that's right. You have Real Salt Lake.
3: Yeah. I don't watch soccer. That's just, I'm just, I'm just grasping at straws here. No. You a bad,
4: did you guys
1: win a badminton championship as well? <laughs> if
4: there was one, we probably would win. That's
3: it's
1: right. back
4: bro. National water polo champions, back to back. That's you
2: right. I mean? Do curling out
4: there? I don't
2: know, <laughs> bro. That's a great sport, though. Listen, yeah. I'm kidding, I might my knock this, but when I watch like the Winter Olympics, yeah. I love watching curling. Like, I just like the way that that like they get the broom and they're sweeping, yep. you know, and you're watching that like that little thing, go, bro. That's yeah. actually that's precision yeah. at work. Like, and I'm not yeah. knocking it. I'm actually being you know in, in, like genuine here. Yeah. Like, just the way that that little thing isn't. It's a piece of stone, right?
7: Yeah.
3: Of stone. yeah, yeah. It's I want to try. I, I know fun. a whole bunch of weird fun facts. Here's one. That all professional Olympic grade curling stones come from the same granite quarry in Scotland, I believe it is. No way. Yeah. Jamie, man, and, you got
2: way too much time to be searching the internet. I know.
3: Well <laughs> it, it it all has to be from the same quarry so that they can regulate it, right? It's all the same stone, it has all the same like same weight, same characteristics, yeah. all of I got you.
4: Jordan Jordan's a newlywed man. Wait till his wife sees the Google searches she's gonna be like, What are you like looking through? <laughs> right?
2: J-Man is not you- a fool. He hits that clear search, clear history every night.
3: <laughs> hey, you know what? If if I get busted for Googling granite quarries in Scotland, I'm gonna be okay. <laughs> <laughs> if that's the bad, the worst thing is you <laughs> can <laughs> uh, that's the type of stuff I'm clearing off my search history. I oh, don't yeah. know how nerdy I am.
2: Hey, listen, you know, it's been it's been a fun show, man. You know, we got about we got about a, two minutes to go here. Uh you gotta do Friday shout outs.
3: Yeah. Yeah, let's do
2: All it. Alright, so so Vic, I'll give you I'll give you first up. We'll we'll do a round table on, on Friday shout out. So here on the Kangang Show. It's gonna be uh
1: Vic, start us off, shout out. Shout out to baseball hurricanes tomorrow. Take FSU out this weekend. That's a good one. Bird.
4: Shout out to my wife, Kelly because you guys all shouted out yours the other way and I'm like I remember. you didn't I did, you, it didn't get to come back yeah, around and I'm like I'm like man if she listens to the show and I didn't give her the shout out I'm going to I'm going to catch hell for it. I so, remember that. I
1: yeah,
2: maybe,
4: maybe I love you you're my number one and uh thanks for uh supporting me and letting me uh let me do the show and have my hobby yeah. here.
2: Well, that's only because you sit at home all day and do nothing except for talk to me oh, man. <laughs> instead of working.
4: Yeah, we, yeah <laughs> we have, you know, Co and I have these midday conversations, man. And you know, she's been home on, uh, on on PTO this week, right? And she just comes in my office, and I try to make it look like I'm working. And then she hears, you know, I, I always talk on speakerphone, and yeah. she kind of hears, she kind of hears Co in the background, and she's like, "Are you <laughs> working? Or are you talking to your buddy?" And I'm like, uh, "Talking to my boy. What can I say?" <laughs> Oh, so this is what your work days consist of, and I'm yeah. like, hey, this, hey, I'm really busy though. Dude, that's that's
3: why we do. That's why we do what we do, though, right? Is so you can talk to your friends and have it be uh, work, right?
4: Yeah. yeah. So,
3: Jamie, so, shout out. My my shout out is to is to you guys because you know this is uh, I love doing this. It's fun. Well, good.
2: So, why so you guys
4: always gotta one up me, man. All right.
2: Well. So my <laughs> my, my, my weekly shout out and. I was kind of like thinking about who I could definitely, obviously it's Maria all the time, but like yeah. I can't shout her out every, well, I guess I could, but, so my shout out goes to none other than the UN media relations and compliance people.
4: <laughs> okay.
2: Appreciate you guys.
4: And on that note.
3: <laughs> just Hope
2: wah, wah, wah. you guys are doing well on this uh, Friday. Yeah. No, in all seriousness, Shout out to Kane's football, back in pads. Obviously, Kane's baseball tonight, starting FSU weekend. Um, you know, there's a lot to be, you know, a lot to be said for this weekend. We got to do well. Again, um, you know, we're coming off a six-game winning streak here, so we got to continue that. And listen, to me, the ultimate thing is two out of three, and uh, we'll be good to go. So, hey, listen, we appreciate everybody listening to the Kane Gang Radio Show here on Sirius XM Channel 145 Slam Radio. It's been a good two hours. I hope everybody stays safe. You guys have a great weekend, and uh, we'll catch you guys next week. Be good,
4: y'all. Kang
0: The views and opinions expressed on Kangang Gang are entirely those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Slam Radio.